It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Football's back on the plains, and boy, is there a lot to be excited about. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Tuesday for a little Charlie Tuesday action, Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. We both went to practice yesterday and yes. have a ton, a ton to talk about. First things first, there were two guys in particular that we both kind of reconvened and, and talked in the lobby after uh, after mm. our viewing window of practice was over, Charlie Five. Two guys that blew us away. We'll also talk about the depth chart, other practice notes, and what Hugh Freeze had to say to the media in his press conference after practice yesterday. Avery Jones, the transfer center, Charlie Five, looks like an NFL player. And talking to folks... Um, in the locker room and close to the program, it sounds like he's won over the team already just by how impressive he's been. Physically, he just he looks the part. Like He looks like a guy that we haven't really had in a long time at center. He's big. He's wide. And when he moves, his feet are so far apart because he keeps that base. You're not moving him backwards, Charlie Five. No. Uh, a- Avery Jones, a transfer from Eastern Carolina. That I mean, he, he stole the show for me. Big time. I mean, and the like you said, there was that was a name on offense on the especially on the line that was just consistent. Like everybody, yeah, everybody was was raving over that guy. And uh, that it's it's funny how that whole situation played out. How he how he came out seemingly came out of nowhere uh, as a commitment. We were kind of felt like we were on the ropes uh, with uh, not knowing what we we're going to do at center after we lost yeah. Ben Jones, and now this Avery Jones as Avery kid comes in and he has took uh it was Ben Scott, Avery Jones. I'm getting them mixed up. That's fine. Uh, Avery Jones comes in and Avery Jones is forever now. That's all we need the to first, know. First the first practice, he's making defensive players uh turn their heads. He's making yeah. offensive players turn their heads. Big, big get there. And uh he's he's like you said, that's, that's an NFL center uh that we should have starting uh game one. The impact that he can have on this offensive front and look, there were three transfers in the starting offensive line that we saw yesterday. Avery Jones started at center. Dylan Wade at left Wade tackle. Wade. Gunner Britton at right tackle. I had those guys flipped throughout the offseason, but that, that's where they lined up yesterday consistently. We only got to see individual drills. It sounds like that's where they lined up in team drills exclusively yesterday as well. Cam Stutz at right guard. Tate Johnson, who played center last year at left guard. We'll see if that stays true over the next few weeks, but Charlie five, the impact that Avery Jones and these other transfers had, I mean, it it sounds like there was general conversation amongst the team afterwards about how much better Auburn's offensive line was in practice. Uh, I mean, what a great feeling. Some of the things, some of the things that we heard, like quotes, like set the, the offensive line kind of set the tone of the practice. Like when's the last time you've heard that? When's the last time you've heard that? Uh, I don't know, that's, man. That's that's exciting. And then, uh, I mean, I hate to jump around, but like looking at the running backs uh, that we have, and then 
couple that with the uh, offensive line mm-hmm. setting the tone, like. Man, they get you got to get you excited. Yeah, I mean, they were in soft shells, right? So no full pads or anything like that. But it sounds like it was a very physical practice, which is outstanding. Love it. Which is absolutely love it. All right. The guy that stole your heart oh. yesterday. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, you have these it's it's so amazing when you have like this this vision of something and then it comes like it comes true. Like yeah. I've had, I swear I've had like fantasies. A non you know what fantasies about Rivaldo Fairweather playing uh tight end at Auburn and, and since he signed and uh, he <sighs> is an absolute problem he is a monster he can run all the routes yeah. he can jump we saw we saw uh, a, a pass kind of get floated and you think it's a throwaway and he jumps too early but just floats like it like a little like a big it was from muscular- Holden. Yeah, and it was kind Big of like a muscular angel. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. But he's so like long that he carries that weight so mm. well, where it's like, yeah, like you look at him like he's probably tied in, but he's wearing 13. So it's like, is that a big receiver? Like, who is that? Yeah, holding Gurner is throwing. It's like a it's like a deep out or it's an outbreaking route, like deep in the flat, right? That's right. what we're looking at here. And I'm with you. I thought he I thought he jumped for the ball too early because Holden put too much juice on it. Lofted yeah. it up. It was too high, we thought. But, yeah, he just stays in the air. He, like, never dropped. He was in the air for, like, three or four seconds. It was beautiful. Catches the ball, like, away from his body with his hands. Uh, I mean, and he doesn't look like a tight end when he runs. Like, he's right. not quite as fast as, like, the top-end receivers. But everything he does is so smooth. Like, is the way he, he runs routes, the way he comes mm-hmm. in and out of breaks. He he runs routes like a wide receiver, but he's just 6'5", 250. Uh, and he's just – he's an absolute monster. He is exactly who I thought he would be. Like, from just first day in pads, he's exactly who I thought he – I'd love to know a little bit more about how he did in the team, uh, the team aspect of it. But, yeah. like, one-on-one uh, – just the drills that he was doing, the position drills. Oh man, he looks good. He looks yeah, good. when I was talking to folks about team, his name didn't really come up, which is interesting. Um, also, in just kind of looking at those drills and the way the drill was set up, it was two quarterbacks would step mm-hmm. in and they would throw at the same time. Both of the either the right side of the field or the left side of the field, they'd both be looking the same way. And the inside guy would run like a shallower pattern. And the outside guy would run a deeper pattern or vice versa, but there was always one shallow and one deeper, and they would always kind of know which way they were going um, before the the drill started. And so you always saw on the left side, outside, you saw Camden Brown, yep, be the main guy, wear number four, looking very yes. fresh. I'm like, Looks who's faster? Like tanks, not the oh, Camden Brown, single digits make you faster. It's very Looks very clear. Um, and then. <laughs> Battling for that slot on the left side, we were rotating in between. It was Javarius Johnson and Tarvarish Dawson yep. in that left slot spot. And then to the right on the outside, 16's Malcolm, right? Yes, Malcolm. It was, it was Malcolm Johnson Jr. and Nick Mardner, who was a outside. lanky boy. He's so long, guys. He is so big. Like, he is, he looks like it's he he looks like a uh like Jabari Smith, like Jabari Smith bit like side. I mean he's that he seems like he's gotta be like six ten. But I know he's six six, but 
He's just long and lanky. I mean, he is going to help us. Mm-hmm. If he can high point a ball, I mean, he is going to help us and exclusively on the outside, like throw it up, throw it up. That's right. Him. Let him go. That's right. Uh, yep. And then the, uh, the other slot receiver, Koi uh, Moore and Jay Fair were the main two rotating at the right slot. So I don't know how much four wide receiver set we'd look at, but I think right now if they had to roll guys out there from left to right, it'd be Camden Brown, Javarius Johnson, Koi Moore, Nick Mardner. And then tight ends, it was obviously Rivaldo was the first one out, but I, my, the second one I saw out was uh, Micah Riley Ducker was was number two behind him. From well, what it I looked like they had they had Ducker, yeah, they had those two together, and then they had Fromm right. and Deal together. Frazier was out there too, um, I believe. I didn't notice him. Now that you mention it, I don't think I, I, think I don't I, think I saw a rep with him. I, I definitely remember. I definitely remember sure. him. He's eighty-seven, I think. Yeah, that's he correct. is. Yeah, he was definitely out there. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, one thing we missed: um, uh, Landon King, exclusively outside receiver. Mm-hmm. So that that's another big body on the outside uh, to look out for. He was a little bit. He was down the line, but outside receiver, not really. Lined up inside much. It was mostly outside from what what we could see in the yeah, position. Yeah, the the first group. the first throw. I watched offensive line for a bit first, and I walked over to the quarterbacks and receivers. And the first throw I thought saw Robbie make was like a hitch to to Landon. And that's yeah. really the only thing I noticed. He didn't really do anything spectacular, but no. um, I came over a little later in that drill, so that's not entirely fair for me to say. But yeah, all in all. Really, really solid action that we saw from there. I want to jump more into the depth chart and other kind of notes that we saw because, I mean, we're sure. barely scratching the surface here, Charlie Five. But today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Charlie Five, you know how fun it is to wager on all of your favorite oh, yeah. sports action. I mean, let's just be very, very clear. I love action. Uh, you love action and you love uh, you love FanDuel because FanDuel makes you happy. Look, it's uh, it's over the midway point. Of the NBA season, you need to head over to FanDuel and get yourself right. And also, look, with the NCAA tournament coming around, you don't want to be that guy that's not involved in the action. Just having a bracket's not enough. Get involved with FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, the NFL, and the Locked On Podcast Network. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Other things to discuss. So I think the the running backs order that you mentioned, it was always Jarquez Hunter, Damari Austin, Brian Batte, Sean Jackson, and then the walk-ons. Yep. Nothing really surprising about that, right? No, but he is, he's 
he's t- he's not a big guy, but um, I'm anxious to see what he, I'm still anxious to see what he can do. He's he's a little bit smaller than I expected. There was a section of practice, Charlie Five, where Carnell kind of pulled his guys over and just was kind of like preaching to him about like you need to compete as far as pass blocking. He like told them how to you know set their feet and all, which they all knew how to do already. None of these guys are newcomers because Petit did this at South Florida. But also just like preach to them, like you guys need to be competing to be on the field on third down. And just kind of stressing the importance of being third down backs, which I don't know if you really need to do that, but it's certainly something that he thought that he needed to do at that point. Um, and then like he did that for like a few minutes and then they like took a water break or something. But I thought that was kind of cool to hear Coach Caddy talking to those guys, which was nice. Yeah. Um, the drills involving, like, I always call them exchange drills. This is that's what we called them when I played in high school. But it's when you got your a center and a quarterback and then a set of running backs. And so it was all, there were three groups. Each had a center. Each had a quarterback. Each had two running backs, Charlie Five. And what we were looking at, the three groups uh, from left to right, as we saw it, Connor Liu was the center. TJ Finley was the quarterback. I think this is the second group. Correct me if you think I'm wrong I here. think so. I think and the right. running backs were Brian Batie and Luke Rebels. Okay. Um, the middle group, which I think is the third group here, the center was Court Bradley, not Tate Johnson. It was Court Bradley. Tate Johnson seems to be a guard now. Uh, the quarterback was Holden Gurner. Mm. John Jackson was the running back, as well as Justin Jones. And then I think the starting group, was Avery Jones, who we cannot stress enough how impressive he was. Robbie Ashford, the quarterback, and then Jarquez and Damari were the running backs. It's interesting. Um, I guess I, you could take you could have a whole show on that uh, on, on that break. We really could. But we I, really could. The holding thing. The holding thing was very. Um, Are you going to say it? Say what you said to me when we were leaving. Say it. I, I, it was disheartening. It was disheartening. <laughs> He looks behind, man. He looked behind on everything. I don't know if it's just – I mean, it, it is the first practice. First and, day of practice. And, yep. and Hugh's not really had any time with him. But, like, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Like, he's taking snaps from a walk-on. He was handing off to walk-ons. And, honestly, he was throwing a lot mm-hmm. to uh, to guys that just are, are, are at the bottom of the depth chart. So, um, we said on the show last week that this is the spring, like, that he has to, like – shine like this is yep. his this is he this is he's he could be the biggest winner this spring it could be um, his spring and in auburn is, lore this could be the holden gurner spring if he allows it to be i mean and just being completely honest he is way back at the back of the line to start to start off with so um i'm curious to see how reps will change if they change um personnel who he gets to play with who he gets to go uh you know go with moving forward but it was essentially that. I mean, what you what Zach just told you, that was essentially the whole practice that we saw and then what we've heard. Yeah, and, and we so. saw 25 minutes or so. But talking to folks that were around for the team portion, which is the meat, right? I mean, that's it's not a scrimmage, but that's when you line up and you need to beat the guy in front of you and play your position. And it sounds like Robbie was the best in team and then TJ and then Holden just didn't get as many reps. Right. Which is... I think that's telling, right? Um, <laughs> Especially with the with the limbo that we're not 100% sure on with TJ. Like, I, I, for him to still be that far, you know, behind. Um, I'd love to know, know the conversations that they had 
I mean, I conversations know. had to have been had between coaching staff, specifically Hugh and TJ. But yes, I mean, I put out my notes, my like my notes from practice, and people are like, you know, I don't know if it's on Facebook or Twitter or both, and definitely Discord talking about like, why is TJ even taking practice? And it's like, well, in the 20 minutes, like his arm's the best. Like of the 25 minutes that we saw, if you knew nothing about the against the, this roster, yeah, against air, if you knew nothing about the roster, like. You'd be like, yeah, number one's the best passer. He's the best looking one as a like he looks the best, looks the part. He throws very well whenever but we said this. We said this last spring. Last year. Yeah, we exactly. said it last fall. I mean, it just it is what it is at this point. Right. No, so, you're right. You spent a lot of time on the defensive side uh, of practice. I spent more on the offensive side. Tell me kind of what you saw that stood out about the corner rotation. So corner rotation, um, I thought the the biggest thing that jumped out to me, and again, this was the first practice, and it was one one or two position drills, but mm-hmm. it was Pritchett one, James two, no big deal, no big deal. But then it was Kay and Lee stepping in mm. over J.D. Rim already. Wow. Uh, so I don't know if that was a um, just luck of the draw thing, uh, but Kay and Lee, I, I, you could hear – uh, what uh, Coach McGriff calling his name uh, all all over the field like good job good job like just constant praise. Mm. Um, he already looks like he looks like a DJ James or a Pritchett. Like he looks physically just as good as uh, all of them. So did he look short to you? That's the biggest looked, knock against him is his he height. He looked probably he did look a, a little bit shorter, but the rest of the body was 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 there. So his arms are good. I mean, his yeah. feet are awesome. Like I mean. He, he's 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 a good corner. Like there's there's I mean he's, he's going to be a special be a special player, phenomenal player for at least three years. So. But I think where he lined up and who he was doing reps with is telling, right? I mean those are outside corners that he was yes. with. Yes, no nickel. Like we talked we talked about mm-hmm. possibly he could be being no. He is he is an outside corner and he is right there in the rotation. I was honestly the outside corner room is honestly kind of is not. It, we think we got all these DBs. It's actually kind of thin. Um, there's only. Really, there's Jalen going to safety makes yeah. it thinner. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. So really, there's only four guys there on scholarship until you know some of the newer guys. Or are, are there any other? I can't even remember now if there's newer guys coming in. But it's 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 uh, a thin room. Is JC Hart here yet? Yeah, but they say he's going to play receiver. Like that's what that's they say he's going to start off. But they said the last I heard some people I forgot talking, all about that. Yeah, I, I've right. heard people talking that he may be up to like six two one ninety now. He's bulked uh, up. I saw yeah. pictures of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, uh, the, the, yeah, anything else on that corner? Uh, uh, safeties was pretty much, uh, it went chalk, chalk, the starters yep. that we've, that we, that we've always seen. Um, I was trying to think if there was anything that really jumped out there, uh, but nothing. I mean, it was just the same guys that we've seen that, that, yeah. that are, you know, in the lead there. The once they went team, the starting Jacks rotated 50-50. It was Elijah McAllister and Dylan Brooks. I saw Elijah McAllister looks really good in pads. He is Number 11 a, is such a sweet number. Yes, he's very tall. 11 makes you look even taller, I feel like. It's like, two, so. it's like two towers. I think it makes you look tall. No, but he's tall and long. Um, I, Dylan Brooks looks like he may possibly have bulked up a little bit. Uh, good. He looked good out there. Um yeah, uh, the that that room is also thin. Ron Roberts, pretty much, or it, it's Roberts, right? He's he's the uh, he was yep. exclusively with them when it, from the time that I saw with the Jacks, so, uh, with the Jacks, yeah. Okay. So, 
Um, but yeah, that's how the that's how the rotation that I saw as well. The starting defensive line was Jason Jones at the nose. Mm. Um, Marcus Harris was a defensive tackle, that three technique. And then defensive end was Jeffrey Emba. Sounds like he's really coming along and winning more and more people over, which is outstanding. And the backup group was Justin Rogers, Lawrence Johnson, Messiah uh, Nasili Kite. And the linebacker situation seems different based on who you talk to. Yeah. One person I talked to said Jake Levant and Wesley Steiner were the starters. Another person I talked to said Jake Levant and Demario Tolan were the starters. So yeah. I it sounds like they're rotating those guys out. We'll um and then when I saw, you know, <laughs> yeah, when, right. whenever they went to the two linebacker drill, like like it was two guys in the middle, when I went up, the first group that went out was uh Eugene Asante and Wesley Steiner. So like maybe there wasn't there wasn't a true, it seemed like yeah. set in stone rotation. I will say this. Keys and Tolan did their drills together every time, and holy cow, they look. You good. like it? They look like so it? good. Keys is massive. Keys looks like he could be six. I know he's only like six three, but he looks taller than everybody. Uh, and um, Tolan's just he's he's stocky and wide and fast. Like Tolan he's wide is going to fast. mess some people up, dude. Yeah. Like he's a thick two thirty and like moves so well with it. Yeah. So athletic, and we talked about this when we got him, right? Like limited snaps, but boy, the traits are there. Yeah, that group, that room actually, that room with the addition of Keys and, and Tolan is Charlie Five. Is, if you can talk yourself intriguing. into being okay with Eugene Asante, some people are on him. I like Eugene Asante. I just don't think he was in the right system last year, and it was dealing with a lot of stuff, right? With his father passing away and missing football. Like, I get it. I totally yeah, get it for sure. If he can turn the corner and be like an SEC player, all of a sudden that room's great. He he actually, I mean, he's kind of a key. He's he could be a big key because you got. I feel like you have. I feel like you have three guys for sure that can play in the SEC with Tolan Keys and uh, Cam Riley, uh, and then Steiner's had flashes. Asante's played big time football. If you can have four guy, at least four, four and a half guys that can play SEC football uh, and spell each other, like that is a very deep room, and they're all other than Asante kind of young. I mean, they and then got, you've got Robert Woodyard as well. Robert Woodyard, I didn't see a ton. I did not see a ton of him, but like he looks the part as well. He looks mm -hmm. the part as well. Yeah. So we'll defensive see exactly line, I want to like. go back real quick. You're talking sure. about Jeffrey Imba. I couldn't get really close to the defensive line. They were doing a lot of sled-type drills. They were really, really working Imba. Like, they were – like, do do it multiple times over, which you can say, hey, that's not good. Yeah. I actually think that's really good because he was with the starting group. He was with the starting group, like you said, but it was like, let's get this down. Like, we need – that's the feel I got from it. Like, we need you to be able to do this. Right. We're really, really working with you, so – uh, I, I got, I actually, that, that's one of the things that kind of jumped out to me there. All right. More things I want to talk about from practice, but I want to relate it specifically with what Hugh Freeze told the media at his press conference afterwards yesterday, all that coming up right here on locked on Auburn. All state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. 
Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Want to encourage you to join the Locked on Auburn Discord. It's free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. We talked a lot about practice observations in there yesterday, and we will continue to do so throughout all of spring. Be sure to join. So Freeze talked about there's no depth chart, which is cool, whatever. And then there's also, and I believe him, but like Harson used the term like pecking order, right? Like, I, I don't know. You have to like tell them who to go out first. Like you have to. Right. So right. you don't want to call it a depth chart. That's fine. But to say like it's wide open, I believe him when he says that. Um, but just talking about how he's optimistic, how it was a great first day of practice and just talking to folks that were in practice yesterday and that were also in practice throughout the Harson era. And I'm like, how different is it? And they're like, dude, it's totally different. It's totally different. The the energy and how up pace everything was. I mean, they're constantly moving. It sounds like it was already more challenging under Hugh Freeze than it was uh, in any practice in spring last year. And to me, Charlie Five, that's pretty telling that they can already tell a difference after the first practice. Sure. Like some of that, obviously, you got to chalk up to – you know, it was a bad experience, and this is something new. So some of that you got to chalk up to that. But sure. I just listened to I just listened to uh, Hugh give his little speech about writing chapter one of of, oh of our gosh. story before they went out, and like just the vibe that he gives is yeah. diff- is it's night and day. Like it it feels better. Like it right. feels better. It has to feel better to the players. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel. It kind of feels. Like you got somebody that's got your back, not versus like just right. the cold, the coldness uh, uh, of the previous, you know, the previous regime. So like, I'm sure the chemistry and the and the uh, excitement around that has to feel different in a good way. So um, I, I'm I'm glad. And like, not only did you feel it at practice, but like that's what we're that's what we're hearing. Like people felt like this practice, you know, this practice was different than they've experienced in 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 maybe since they've been at Auburn or, or you know, well, at period, and, and so. it sounded physical, Charlie five. And you yeah. can't really do that unless you have an offensive line. And it just, the storyline and we, we touched on it early and we kind of got away from it. The offensive line is vastly different than it was a year ago. And that was, yes. that was goal. Number one, number two, number three, number four, maybe even more than that. When you can when it came to Hugh freeze, acquiring talent to transform this roster, it was all yep. up front. And then the other stuff was just other things that you had to get done. But the offensive line was was mission one through whatever number you want to go to. And it looks like they did it. It on looks the, like they did it. On the top end, yes. We're v- still thin. We're still thin, yeah, uh, which is to be right. expected. To be expected. So, uh, But last year, we were thin and we were not very talented. Just I'm just being honest. We just we just weren't. This year mm-hmm. we have some talent. We're just we're just we got we got to keep building. You got to keep bringing in dudes. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's great. And, and and not only did you get good talent, but like it seems like it's gonna pan out. It seems like it's gonna pan out. It's already getting rave reviews. So that's right. That's that's what's exciting. Charlie Five, how can people give you some love, brother? 
Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five in the Locked On Auburn Discord, auburnlive.com message board, The Corner, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.